Sometimes it's good to just yell about football. What are you doing? Don't do this to me, Harry! The Ohio State! It's Ohio State! What do you mean, the? It's a poison! I almost stroked out and died over it. I'm glad to be at the party. I'm mad we're this late. You ain't a captain of nothing but a sinking ship! That helps the defense without them even doing a damn thing! 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 Doing a damn thing! In a calling line. 312-988-15. You tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. No, 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 Irish. No, 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 Irish. No, 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 Irish. No, Irish. Irish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks. It's it's a, a windy Wednesday. I, I don't know what it's like where you're at, where where you live. It, we went from like 75 to 25 overnight, thus ensuring everybody's sinuses are screwed up until about June or July. Like it, 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 it's, we're on an unbelievable weather roll here. So I don't know what's going on where you're at, but we, we go from hot to cold, cold to hot, and our heads are popping off our bodies. It has been rough. So uh, welcome in. We got a juicy a juicy situation, a juicy topic. It always is. Whenever you touch it, there's like everything. This is not black and white. There is a lot of nuance and ground to be had when you're having this kind of discussion. Okay. So we need to get into it. People need to quit trying to call me while I'm live. And it's beeping. Do you guys hear that? Everybody that knows me should know that routine by now. Quit calling me while I'm live. <sighs> Anyways, thanks for being here. You can find the pro- <laughs> you can find the program on YouTube. Do hit subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Johnny out as well. Notifications on that way you're alerted every time a new episode drops. I know you don't want to miss it. Twitter, search bar, always Irish, rat, always Irish, shake. Emails, always Irish, at gmail.com. Audio only, anywhere you want it, you can get it. If you don't want to see my face, definitely don't blame you. Call in lines, 312-988-15. Dial it up. Tell Yanni boy all you've heard and seen. Instagram, Facebook, always Irish, shake. A patreon.com slash always Irish. Former captain and myself, Mike Goolsby. Breaking it all down behind the paywall. What could go wrong? A lot. It's beautiful over there. We let it rip. We let it rip. Um, All right. So here's the thing. It's the off season, but man, there's a lot going on. And just like usually, Notre Dame's a big part of the discourse and the discussion. They they just always are, even in the middle of the offseason. Uh, Steven, for the $2 hour, thank you very much. Screw the Big Ten. We don't need them. For now. And I would argue you might never need them. You might just need a lot of extra money for doing the same thing you're doing. Do you follow me? I talked about nuance. Do you follow me? Screw the Big Ten. We don't need them. You may not need them as individuals. You may need the structure, setup, and money that they're all involved in. So I guess I'm saying it wouldn't matter who it is. You need like extra money from somewhere. 
I get it, man. I, I don't like having this discussion either. I don't like having this discussion either. It would be easier to have this discussion if I could breathe, but that's besides the point. Okay. So first things first, we got callers. So I got to get through and I'm getting to and then go to them. My video yesterday about Notre Dame and the Big Ten did much higher numbers than any of the other offseason videos do. It's just such a hot topic. It draws in other fans too. I think that's why those videos do well. Um, I, I do. I think that's why they do well because it's not just appealing to Notre Dame people with Notre Dame interest. If you're a Big Ten fan, you're probably interested if Notre Dame's thinking about hopping in bed with you eventually. Uh, so I think that's why those videos hit <clears throat> at a higher rate. And the question of the day for the Notre Dame people is, how would you feel if Notre Dame joined the Big Ten someday? I'll just leave it open-minded and throw it out at you. I'll just throw it out at you. How would it make you feel? Um, so I, I don't know how realistic this is. I could see it happening. It wouldn't surprise me at all. In a few years, when they redo that playoff thing, if Notre Dame said, oh, blah, 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 whatever they're going to rationalize and said we're joining the base, it wouldn't surprise me at all. We're at that point. We're at that point where it would not be a shock to me if that happened when we redid the next iteration of whatever the playoff's going to be. It wouldn't, it just wouldn't surprise me. There's enough smoke and enough changes all pointing in that direction. I don't think it would surprise me. Um, so that's kind of a, a place to start with this. Um, and so let's look at this. I won't go over all my notes right away. I want to give the callers a chance to get in quick and go back to their lives. Um, and so, yeah, Ohio podcast. Good to see. I saw your announcement. We got to talk again about some stuff. Um, geez. Yeah, this is. I don't even like having this discussion. I don't like having this discussion. It makes me uncomfortable, but it, it's necessary. So let me just do this part of it. Then I'll give it to the callers. <clears throat> First, let's look at what might cause Notre Dame to do this. Okay, Dr. John, you have more of a life than I do. You're jet flying, limousine riding. I, I mean, you're Ric Flair all over again. Take a ride on Space Mountain with Dr. John, flying all over, wheeling and dealing. Dr. John sitting there telling people, I spent more on spilt liquor than your house costs. Dr. John, you live a wild life, brother. I'm jealous. What would cause Notre Dame to ever jump in bed with the Big Ten? The doctor, woo, the answer's easy, money. It's money. It isn't anything else, really. It's money. That is going to, no matter what story Notre Dame would tell you, I don't know whether they would openly admit that or not. I, I'm on the fence on that. If Notre Dame did this, if they would, in that report, that whatever release, if they'd say the economics were undeniable, I don't know if Notre Dame would say that or not. Maybe they would to justify it and make everybody understand. Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Money is the answer. Money's the answer. Not competitive this and that. Not, we don't like not having a buy in the playoff. Money, money, money. Money's the answer. All right? And the issue I have is, 
I still don't know the real numbers from NBC. I still don't know the real numbers for NBC, what that deal looks like. There was an announcement. There was a deal. I never got any digits. I have no idea what that number is. No idea what that number is. Okay, so here's the issue, though. If you end up in a situation in a couple few years or whatever, where you're down 20, 25 million a year compared to the Big Ten payout every team gets, and that compounds to the point where in four or five years, you have 100 million less dollars than Rutgers does for football things, that is not sustainable. It is not possible for Notre Dame to keep up at the level we want to at that kind of deficit where you're 80 million buying Rutgers in four years. You're 100 million buying Rutgers in five years. That is not sustainable. It is, it's just, it's math. It isn't an opinion. It isn't emotional. It's numbers. It's just the math of the economics of the new game. If you end up in that, you're like, well, we could get by 15 or 20 million less a year. But when you put four or five years on there and that's 100 million or 80 million, man, you could get a lot done. That's the issue. Put your emotions aside. Yeah, listen to me telling people to put their emotions aside. What's going on with the world? Is it ending? Go figure. Unbelievable. But here I am. It's money. Just straight up. Okay? So I think that will be the driver. I don't think, oh, we don't like not having a buy in the first round is enough to get Notre Dame to move on this. It's not, or they already would have. Money. Money's going to be the issue. And I don't know when or if it becomes an issue or if it already is. Christopher, John, what's your handicap? Well, my personality, can we start there? My personality, number one, I don't really have a handicap now. I haven't been playing golf religiously for a few years now. When I decided I wanted to transition down from a full-time nine-to-five into something that involved this, the golf clubs collected dust because I needed a couple years to do nothing but like my free time, build all this up, build up the writing stuff on USA Today and get this off the ground. So I have not been playing consistently. When I did, it ranged between four and six, four and seven on a rough summer, somewhere in there. Some, somewhere right in there. When I was playing multiple times a week and practicing chipping and putting a couple times a week. Four to six-ish, somewhere in there. Um, But I got, I'm not going to, I can't just show up and play once a month and do shoot 75. That ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. John, is the White Sox season already over? It's already over. Don't waste your time. Don't, don't even waste your time. It's over. It's over. And the only chance the White Sox have of putting together a competent regime will be the unfortunate senior demise of the owner. And then the son sells it to somebody who cares about baseball. I'm convinced of it. There is nothing else at this point that's going to make them not embarrassing until Jerry passes away and his kid sells the team. And maybe the new guy loves it. Maybe they've moved to Nashville. I don't know but I am sickened and disgusted by everything about the White Sox in every way to the point where 
when I started seeing tweets about spring training in the White Sox, it honestly triggered depression. There was not one thought of joy or happiness of baseball coming back. I scrolled through and saw, oh, pitchers and catchers are reporting. Great. Let baseball depression consume my soul in all the spots. Football depression has it already. Reinsdorf got up there last week and told you the reason we don't have good players is because not enough people come to the games. The neighborhood doesn't support us. It doesn't go that way, Jerry. It goes the other way. You give us a good product, the place will be full. You don't, I'm not wasting my time and money on you. Blame us. Bridgeport's the only reason you get any fans is because the people in that Southside neighborhood are loyal as can be. And you reward us with nothing. Absolutely nothing. Cheap on everything. Bad coaches, bad players, bad infrastructure, bad scouting. Bad everything. Bad everything. So I am completely sickened by them and plan to go to zero games and spend zero money. Even if somebody offers me a ticket, I'm not going because I'll end up buying a beer and nachos. I'm not giving them any money. No. So that's my roadmap. The next time the Sox will be competitive is when that team is sold. I'm over it. And that owner saying that it's the fans' fault that we can't field a good team, not enough of us show up, it's ridiculous. They don't even do, you know, you do Cubs Fest and all that. The baseball teams at big cities have a fest in the winter where old players sign autographs and they have a big rally thing at McCormick Place or whatever. When the Sox started going the wrong way the last few years, they canceled Sox Fest because they were scared of us showing up and airing our complaints. That's how they treat us. That's how they treat the loyal Sox fans. When the White Sox are good, we'll fill that place up. We refuse to. This is not Wrigleyville, all right? I go to the White Sox place to watch quality baseball, not to drink my head off and look at the girls in Wrigleyville. This isn't Bachelorette Row on Clark Street and all the dumb bars and everybody acting stupid. You go to the White Sox field for one reason, to watch baseball. And if the product's garbage, nobody's going. So anyways, I think money's going to be the driver of this if it ever does happen. And I don't know I don't know when that's become going to become an issue. I don't know if it's already an issue. I don't know if it's already an issue. Okay? Uh or not cuz I don't know those numbers. But Notre Dame's already kind of in bed with the Big 10 and NBC now whether they want to admit it or not. Okay? They're already kind of in bed with the Big Ten and NBC. Now, I, you're already with them. You're already partners with them. The foundation's been laid and the relationships already exist. Okay? Like, that's what you need to realize is how close this structure is already. 
That's what you all need to think about. The structure of the biggest parts of this are already laid. That foundation's already laid, man. With that deal between NBC and the Big Ten. You're already kind of there. You're already kind of there. So that's where I want to start. I'm going to stop here on my notes, see what the callers say, and then I'll go back to the second part of this in a moment. So let's get caught up with a couple chats I highlighted, and then we'll go right to the callers. I want to give you guys a chance. Sir Luke, always depend on you. If Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, we're second tier with Penn State, Wisconsin. If we were to join the SEC, they'd be second tier with who? Tennessee and Missouri. My understanding is Notre Dame to the SEC would not happen for primarily academic reasons. I believe we could take that off the table. Take football out of it. The way Notre Dame thinks, the ACC and the Big Ten are much better fits academically in a lot of ways with stuff Notre Dame's trying to do that aligns with them. That's what I understand this situation to be, is that academically, the Big Ten's a much better fit uh, institution to institution as it aligns and correlates with Notre Dame's value and and process a lot more um, than the SEC. So that that's where I think that ends. John used to give it to the fans straight. Then free pass was hired. And for whatever reason, now he'll say whatever to prop up freebie. Reality hits of ND joining a conference. Again, I implore you to open your mind to understand two things can be true at once. Number one, I respect the way Marcus goes about this job differently than many of his immediate predecessors. I approve of many of his method methods and how he's trying to build this out. Uh, that makes me want to support him in a way I didn't the last few Notre Dame coaches. At the exact same time, Marcus is not a finished product and he's got a lot of things he's got to tighten up within himself. I cannot possibly be any more fair and clear than that. Just because you want him to succeed and you like him in a way you didn't like the previous coach does not mean he gets a free pass to just do whatever. That's not the case. Not the case. And Diaz to beg the military to play a game just to fill out the schedule. Nobody respects that. Except for all the people building up the 1924 We Ride Again and the Four Horsemen and Army and all that history. If you do that, a lot of people respect that. If you look at it that way. C. Jones, Rudy, good morning. I saw you, by the way. Congratulations to the kids kicking butt in wrestling. Um, <clears throat> C. Jones, <coughs> I can't breathe. I'm all for independence, but if there comes a time where it doesn't make sense financially, I'm all for it. That's exactly my take. It's exactly my take. Mark, this is a good one. I emailed you, but I'll ask the group too. Would you rather stay independent and never win just like we've been doing or join the Big Ten and win a championship? <laughs> I think you take the championship and you rub it in the Big Ten team's face that you went over there and then won one. Um, losing independence would be an existential death for me in any ways though. Even if it logically made sense in all the areas we're speaking about, existentially something would die inside me. 
and a part of Notre Dame would die with it. That's just how it would be. Um, and then I think people would complain about it, the traditionalist, and then get over it, and then and, and then get used to the new thing. That's all that would happen. C. Jones, explain this to me. I don't understand. Callers, I'm coming right to you, I promise. Will Black's a perfect example of a kid committing as a three-star, walking on campus, assuming as a five-star. Good job by the ND staff here. Here's my question about this. Um, why is he still a three-star different places? Is it just on three that moved him up to a five-star, but the others have him as a three? I don't understand that. Is there that big of a, is there that big of a gap between these evaluations? Three-star to five-star is a pretty big jump. So why do so, I just find it hard to believe all these scouts could look at it. And the difference between three stars and five is so big to me. Five is like bona fide, ready to play now, five-star. And three stars, not, I don't understand that there's that big of a gap. I really don't. Steven, screw the Big Ten. We don't need them and never have, never will. One day closer to August. I, again, you may not need them by name. You may need $25 million more per year from somewhere. Like, are you following me? You may not want or need the Big Ten by name, but you might need another $20 million a year to catch up with the Joneses and keep up. I'm just saying. Always Irish Senior, live from uh, the pool in Florida. F the Big Ted. Good morning to everybody. Hi, Rudy. What's going on? The Ohio podcast. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Uh, Call-in show tomorrow night. I might have to call and prank like I'm a Michigan fan or something. Maybe that'd be good for the numbers. Dr. Job, good morning, Lord of the YouTube realm. That that sounds kind of creepy, man. I'm weird. I don't think I'm creepy. That sounds kind of creepy. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. C. Jones again. I keep looking at that 24 sked and coming up the same conclusion. They have to win week one. Yeah, I think it's the catalyst, you guys. That That is the determining. It's right off the bat. It's going to determine all the momentum, all the vibes. You're cushioning to lose a game and make a playoff. It's either gone right out of the gate or not. There's a lot to that as far as week one being that dictator. John's world is crumbling around him. ND joins the Big Ten and the White Sox leave Chicago. <laughs> Who would have thought John may become a Big Ten guy and the mayor of Wrigleyville in the next five years? It's... I'm having some existential sport problems, man. I, I'm just telling you. But that White Sox thing is, it is really disheartening, man. You're They have some really loyal fans and we don't get anything. No spending, not even, they don't even try. Like this guy literally hired drunk 80-year-old Tony La Russa to come back and be the manager and he didn't know any of the modern rules of the game and was falling asleep in the dugout during the games. Like, that's what you add is your 80-something-year-old owner hiring his 80-something-year-old buddy who's a drunk and was asleep in the dugout and didn't know the rules. It's just like, there's nothing for you. There's nothing for you. So uh, there, there's no meat on the bone. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. 
There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Nikki Dean loves to be heard and seen, hopefully at the blue and gold game. Hey, John, do you think any fans younger than us care about independence? My suspicion would be the younger you are, the less married you are to the history of independence. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm just guessing the younger you are, the less married you are to that format, especially when you've seen us not winning it your whole life. I don't know that, though, as a fact. I don't I don't know that as a fact. Um, so I don't know. All right, let's give it to the callers, and then I'm going to get back into the second half of my discussion. Um, and we'll see where we go here. Speaking of a Notre Dame historian who's seen a lot of success in independence, Dr. John, welcome to the program on a Wednesday. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, before I get into your Big Ten thing, I got a couple of housekeeping things. I am now the proud owner of an always Irish T-shirt, there you which go. I got uh, from my daughters for for Christmas, and it just arrived. So, oh, that uh, I sported that uh, the day before I left. Uh, Minnesota has come back. I think the other that's, thing is that I got John, an email. John, for, that's yeah. you, you got to be careful with that. You might be walking through an airport and somebody will throw something at you or something. You got to be careful when you're wearing that in public, buddy. Well, I won't. No, I didn't travel in it. I always, I always travel in a Notre Dame golf shirt just in case uh, uh, my people are out there, you know? Yeah. But no, the, other, yeah. the other housekeeping thing is I got an email just moments after you were talking about how much money I had, and I'm now being audited by the IRS. Thank you very much. Oh, come on. What did you do to deserve that? All of you, they're tracking your private flights or what? Come on, man. What are you up to? No, no. I think it's all this crap you're putting out there. Here, I'm, I'm living on Social Security, a little bit of VA money for my big disability. Uh, it's a mental thing. Uh, and I think it's all you're talking about, all my flights, which I save up for all the time. And it's been harder out here in Montana because back in Minnesota, I could, you know, I could walk to a, to a, uh, a freeway entrance and panhandle for a day and make some money. But out here, I got nothing like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, good luck to you on that, man. I, that's, <laughs> I wouldn't like that either, man. You, you must be doing more inside <laughs> trading than Congress, you know, like, I don't know what you're up to brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Let's get to your agenda. The, the big 10. I, I might've told you this about, I guess it was about 10, 12 years ago. I'm at a game and, uh, uh, my college roommate's son had a condo over there on Ironwood, and another one of my classmates lived in the same uh, 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 complex, and he used to bring the paper over every Friday morning, and uh, we'd talk. Uh, he was an Irishman, too, so he could never shut him up. Uh, anyway, he, he convinced me we, we should be in the Big Ten, and at that time, it had everything to do with money. And I think that's still where we're going to be at. Uh, it's, you know, it's at the time, I can't remember what the, uh, the factor was, but we would have been making twice as much money in the big 10 as we were with NBC. So. Yeah. I, Dr. John, the I just, thing, I just think, yeah. 
I don't think this decision would have anything to do with like, oh, it's hard without that buy in the first. I don't think it would even be on the field. I just think that money, as much as it hurts me to announce, like you got to be competitive with that or you really have no chance. And so me seeing the SEC and the Big Ten be the two clear power players that are waving the big stick, getting things done on their own behalf, I, I just, I can't live... Notre Dame can't exist in a world where you have 80 million less than Rutgers in four years. Like you just can't live like that. And so I just think that that would be the main driver. And then there would be other benefits underneath it. That would be the driver. And I don't know how you combat that because money is money and you need it to live. I, I, like, I, so we just need to see where we're at when they redo the new format in a couple of years. Yeah, well, you know, we already have a hockey stick in the door, you know. Oh, yeah, we definitely do. We're, we're, that's the, 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 I said, I'm going to hold off the second part of my speech here. And that's, that's kind of where it's going is people need to realize how much of framework is already there already. It's more than you'd think. Well, and you know, the other thing to me would be scheduling, uh, I mean, on a selfish thing, I would rather I would rather see them play Iowa than Wake Forest. Yeah. So it's it's that type of thing. And now, the other thing—that's a selfish thing because the other yeah. thing, Doctor John, but I, you you're know, not losing USC. Yeah. You're yeah. not losing USC. That's always Notre Dame's big priority is to keep that rivalry. If you did this, you would have them right in the mix, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, and you know, I, I'm convinced. Even in this 12-team format, two teams from the Big Ten could very well end up in the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I, I mean, think... you. Yeah, you have you have two teams go in there that uh, one of them comes out with one loss. Maybe they both have one loss. Uh, they're gonna go. Yep. Yeah, and and they're already talking about the SEC and the Big Ten already want to start discussing expansion from 12 to 14, and they're already lobbying to get three automatic bids or whatever out of each of those conferences. I'm telling you, those two are the drivers of all this. They have all the power. They're making the decisions, and they're being bold because they can. It's exactly what you should do if you're in their position. Well, I don't know if you've noticed the Big Ten schedule, but uh, the West Coast rivalries are still there. I mean, USC is going to play UCLA. Uh, Oregon and Washington are going to play. Yeah. Uh, USC is going to play Washington. You know, that stuff is still there, at least. Yeah. Initially, I don't know how it'll all shake out, but yeah. And uh, listen, man, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I just hate admitting it. It's probably money, but I genuinely think that's the driver. Notre Dame people are smart enough to know you can't compound making 25 million less a year or whatever. Like, so I don't know all those numbers. I just know that'll be the driver of it if it ever happens. Well, nobody was a bigger promoter of independence than me. But I became convinced that Notre Dame 
should be in the Big Ten. Yeah. How did you? But how did you? Anyway. How did you react when Fielding Yost wouldn't play the boys, and you and they had to start going national? John, how did you react in that moment? <laughs> Which moment again, John? I want to clarify who you said. <laughs> When 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 Fielding Yost blocked Notre Dame for joining the Big Ten, how did you react? I almost said a dirty word here, John. And, well, maybe Connor's not on today. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving it a shot. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I just wanted a live play-by-play at that oh, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. God. I hope I hope your dad slapped you upside the head when you see him. Next oh, time. that's a good one. I couldn't resist the okay, opportunity. Hey, what, uh, I got one more item. You know, we talked about uh, what's going on with the NCAA and the Tennessee suit and the yeah, other suit. Yeah. And, and the thing that you're up against in this country is our Constitution. You got you got to let people make a living. Yeah, I know that darn and thing. Any of these that darn go thing to just, court. it keeps getting in the way of everything, you know. <laughs> but no, John, John, you're right. You're right. You're right. When I wrote about this and talked uh-huh. about this, that was my yeah. angle too is what they were trying to do is completely logical and makes perfect sense in applying it to every other realm. But when it's college football, it hits you as being like totally off the wall, kind of. But when you apply the the, the law theory here to any other aspect of the of society, you would be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Let them get paid. But when you put it into this NIL yeah. college football thing, People don't feel that way, but the courts are going, I, it doesn't matter to us. We don't, we're not college football people. It doesn't matter to us what it is. So it's, it is really weird in that way. You're, I've thought about that too. The law doesn't care if it's the local Wendy's worker or, or college football people. It's why it's just weird to wrap your brain around. It's weird to wrap your brain around. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if Congress can pass a law that the courts would deem constitutional that uh, would fix this thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, so you got you know you got to live with what what you got. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit you know? it's a so. wild world. Uh, the one thing I am kind of more confident in now, John, is I think Notre Dame's leadership is getting caught up with the times a little bit, not that they're always cutting edge with them, but I feel like they're more aware of the shifting sands around them than they've been in recent decades. I just feel like they're a little more finely connected to what's going on. And that gives me a little comfort um, that that they're really monitoring this stuff and don't just have their heads in the sand. We're going to do it our way and everybody else, you know, go, go away. I do feel like they're monitoring all this closely. That gives me a little comfort that they're looking out. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think they are too. Uh, last thing, NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started thinking about, okay, we're going to have Dan Hicks back, who I, I really like. I don't. I always think of him as a golf announcer. But, me too, yeah. But then I started thinking, who the, who the heck out there now is a real class, type announcer you know you don't have a lindsey nelson you don't have a uh 
Oh gosh, who was who was the last uh, last guy that was uh, ABC, and he ended up doing the pack the Pac-12 games in his retirement. But anyway, you know, who do you have? Al Michaels? Is that it? Are you talking about Uncle Brett Musburger? Is that who you're talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, even though he was a Montana. Uh, no. Oh, God, I can see his face. Katie barred the door. Remember, that was one of his favorite sayings. Oh, are you talking Somebody Keith Jackson? <clears throat> Keith Jackson, O'Nelly? There you go. Whoa, Nelly. I mean, you just, <laughs> yes. And, and who you got that's that class now? I can't think of anybody. I know. You know what? Okay, follow me here. I got a theory on this. I got a theory on this. The theory is when you got into the TV era, when everyone is on TV now, I think it diluted the pool because you have to have more games and more people covering them. And it's impossible to have really good people doing all that. And I think that diluted the whole pool. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I, uh, who's doing Notre Dame radio these days? I don't even know. Ryan Harris is the player guy. Remember him, the offensive lineman? It's Ryan Harris and uh what's yep. his name? Um yeah, Ryan Harris and I'm blocking out the other guy. Yeah, Jason Benetti is the guy yeah. I was thinking of, my White Sox guy who also couldn't stand the White Sox and left to go to Detroit just to get out of Chicago cuz they didn't treat him right. So yeah, I would love Benetti. <laughs> I would love Benetti. He does basketball. He was doing the White Sox. He does college basketball and football. Like the guys all over doing all sports, he couldn't handle the White Sox, took off to Detroit. You know things are bad in Chicago when you leave it to go to Detroit on purpose. Good for him for getting out of here. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Uh, Burmeester. Oh, it's Ryan careful. Harris, Ryan Harris, yeah. and Paul Burmeester. That's who does the radio call. Okay. And John, okay. John, you know how, what's how good? Let me give you this. This could be helpful for yeah. all the listeners. If you're driving or something and you can't get a Notre Dame game live, it's on that Catholic radio channel, that national Catholic digital channel that runs Catholic stuff all the time. That They run the Notre Dame games on affiliate in these different hub markets around the country. So if you're ever in a bind like that and you need old school radio, find the Catholic channel and a lot of times they'll have that. I may have to do that uh, next September, the week before the tailgate. I'm supposed to be playing in a golf outing down in Iowa. Uh, that's a Purdue game. Uh, well, maybe that'll be at night. Somebody mentioned that on the on your show Monday or last Friday. Is that a fact? Is that going to be at night? I don't know that yet. I have no idea. Okay. No idea. All right. Well, doc, right. doc, I'm going to turn you loose. All right, Dr. John. I'm sorry. I, I took a shot at you there. It was just right out there for me, man. It was just right out there for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. You may get a subpoena if I have to appear before that IRS uh, hearing, okay? There you go, man. Do what you got to do, buddy. Take care of it. All right, bud. Bye -bye. Have a good one. See ya. Oh, man, that guy. I have a good time talking to him. Purdue will be a night game. I can almost guarantee it. You know, the game that people are talking about being really tricky now is uh, multiple people mentioned this to me is Georgia Tech at Georgia at the Georgia Dome. Um, 
tricky game, <clears throat> kind of unassuming, and it's in a neutral site, but in their area, I don't know. A lot of people are mentioning that might be like your Duke-Louisville situation, something like that. I don't know. I got 818-419-574. 818, what's going on? If I could hit the button. What's up? <clears throat> Hello, sir, John, Lord of the YouTube realm. Oh, that sounds <laughs> fancy. That's a good intro. That sounds really that fancy. John's, uh, I like uh, it. That was uh, Dr. John's tagline for you. So I, I like I would, it. Um, I would, uh, Rodney, it. what do you make of all, what do you make of all this stuff going on or, or the, the possibilities of all this? Well, sir, John, this is how I feel. Uh, no, um, uh, okay. So it's it just going to sound like a broken record, but again, uh, I understand we're not getting as much, even with the new deal, what is it for like 70 million or something through NBC? I'm not sure. I don't know. Is. I'm waiting for the numbers. Um, I know. I know. So maybe, maybe there's more incentives. That's the other thing too, is that there are incentives behind that, that we don't know about that. Okay. This is the surface money, but there's these other things behind the scenes. You know, I don't know those either. But I got to believe one thing I'll say about the Notre Dame higher ups, you know, that again, are seem to be finally coming along, you know, with the rest of us. It's in a very, very quick fashion. If we're to believe what we're seeing, you know, right now, they are shrewd. They are shrewd uh, businessmen, you know, <laughs> and they do seem to understand things because um, they certainly have kept us very relevant over the years, even when we were down on the field. So I got to believe whatever they're doing is. <laughs> from a financial standpoint, must be good for them, right? Yeah. So, again, man, I think we do this as long as we can until it doesn't make sense anymore. Now, there's more to – I know you say it's all controlled by money. At the end of the day, I think money and status kind of go hand in hand. And obviously, winning championships or being relevant within a, a chase for a championship gives you status, which then gives you money and everything else. So I think it's kind of hand in hand with money and also the ability to win a championship. As long as those two things are moving in that direction, like I said, as we know right now, John, until things change and these things may be changing behind the scenes and they make the Nordame Harris may be aware of these changes that we don't know. But knowing what we know, there's no reason to move towards independence right now, as far as I can see. If you end up number five, I'm just saying if, if you are undefeated and you're the number one team in the country, but you're only number five because of the playoff rankings, I still say, you get that by, you just get it a week earlier, yeah. you know, I don't, and then you yeah. get a home game. And then you I know? don't think that so, would be the driver of this. What's that? I said, I, I really don't think that part would be the driver of this as much as all that money and security and having a seat at the table of a power player. Oh, no, no. I see what you're saying, John. I, I see what you're saying. It's and that's just it. Like there's things happening right now. They're already thinking two, three years from now, and that, and I, and I imagine, like you said, there are going to be things within that. If you're in a conference, there are these incentives that you can't get as an independent. So, I, at this point, I want. It's weird though, John. I was going to say at this point, it seems inevitable. We are going to, and I guess it's going to be the Big Ten. That's what it's looking like. But then I'm also like. Things have changed so quickly in the last couple of years. Remember just a couple of years ago, was it a year and a half ago? I don't know, a year ago? It was like we were going to join the Big Ten. I was just waiting for the announcement. Were you? We were waiting for the announcement to happen that we're joining the Big Ten. And then all of a sudden, all this chaos happened with the conferences, the Pac-12 disintegrating and all this stuff. And then it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
wow, maybe we should stay independent for right now and feel where the winds of nature are blowing. And um, and then that was when all those higher those all those guys ESPN were finally like, oh, maybe Notre Dame had a ride all along. Stay independent. See what happens. You know what I mean? So yeah. I imagine they already know all this that's happening. And so you know, we're just waiting. We're don't you think that Bavakwa is is like a big piece of all that because he's so intimately connected with the NBC mm-hmm. TV stuff. That guy knows. I bet you that guy knows every single pen stroke on every single contract. Like he knows all of that stuff. He's collecting all the information. We're going to see how it goes. People are saying the deal is 50 million a year from NBC and 17 a mil from the, from the ACC. So what's that? 67. And then you look at what the big, look at what the big 10 is. And then we see where we're at in a few years. If you, if that money's in the ballpark, of the big 10 payouts, then you have no reason to worry about this. That That's my position right now. I, if, if that money's in the ballpark, I'm not worried about this. So I don't know. Well, that's it. And John, that's what I'm kind of saying here is that there, okay. How do I put, how do I explain this? I don't know how, okay. Um, all right. So our trustees, you know, let's say the, and, and, and the boosters and, and people like that, how much money is happening behind the scenes? to give money to Notre Dame that wouldn't because of legalities or because of conference affiliation or whatever you want to call it. And I don't know if that's anything. I don't know what those numbers are. What if that, okay. What if there are certain things that happen when we join a conference that we no longer have, we can't access that money for some reason. Like again, money that we don't know about it to me, that's what it's all about. Like there is stuff I'm sure you and I and, and, and every layman know nothing about. So even though it may look like, okay, 67 million, oh, the Big Ten, everything gets 100 million. Oh, well, join the Big Ten. You know, but how much is like, how much independent money is out there that we have access to as a program that wouldn't be able to be accessed? I don't know the answer to that. I'm just saying, like, again, John, that's why I'm with you. If it's in the ballpark, I feel like stay independent. Yeah. Um, and, if, and, if, and if your path to a championship is what it is now, which I think is still very, Every team has to win four in a row. We talked about that. You know, whether it's winning one week, then you get a bye, and you got to win three or whatever. You know what I mean? Every team will have to win four games in a row. So it's like as long as those parameters remain, you know, I just think that independence until we can't. I mean, it's the thing is everybody wants to admonish us outside of Notre Dame Nation for being independent, but no one really gives a good reason why we should feel ashamed of that. <laughs> it's like, dude. You can be independent too. No one's exactly. telling you exactly. not to be independent. It's not like we're doing it to be like, yeah, we're better than you. It's not, that's not why. Yeah. And I, that's why it's such a disingenuous argument. That's what I hate about it. It's like, well, Rodney, you know what I mean? Here's what it's it is. It's not like if we join all of a sudden, we're going to be a kumbaya, Notre Dame, they're great now. We love you now. Here's, you know, that's not going to happen. They're still going to. What I've always said you know what is, I mean? what I've always said is, if all these people on Twitter and everywhere else that say being independent is an unfair uh four one nine five seven four hang uh hang with us, we're we're getting to you. Uh what I've always said is all the people over the years that are like it's it's not fair, Notre Dame's independent, they have an easy schedule, they can and that that's not true, but the perception is it's easier path, independent, all that. My response has always been your team can do it too. 
If you think it's that much easier of a life to be an independent, why doesn't your team go ahead and do it? And if the answer is, well, where's their money going to come from? They don't have the footprint Notre Dame does for a national contract where they can't do it on their own. Then my response is, that's your problem. Too bad. Too bad. Everybody, Everything's not fair in life. If your team isn't big enough that they can get a national TV deal and be independent, that's not my problem. So I'm sorry, man. Hey, John, let me ask you a question, buddy, because I, I, you just brought up something that made me think here. And, and before I say that, I'll say, dude, you're telling me Michigan or Ohio State or Texas or Alabama couldn't be independent if they wanted to? Come on. They're, 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 well, Texas, they have just hey. much of a footprint. You know, maybe Notre Dame is 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 the the hey. you know traditional brand of college football, but they they have they could do it too. Rodney, that brings me to this. Whatever happened to that the the Longhorn Network? Did they shut that down? Remember Texas Explored having their own TV yeah, network? They were independent for a couple of years. Long, I, don't, I don't know what happened with that. They, it was called the Longhorn Network, I thought, and they were the first brand to kind of try and have a dedicated channel on whatever it is. I, I don't know what happened with that, but they certainly don't need it now where they're going. So Adam saying that went well, away. I think part of it, John, is just for those years they had that they weren't very good. You yeah. know, now Notre Dame could suck, and we would still have eyes. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't, that yeah. makes everybody mad out there. They'd be but we seem to be the one program that can that can lose and still, and maybe Michigan because if they've been around for a while. You know, I'd say Notre Dame and Michigan. I don't even know about Ohio State because they're so used to winning at this point. You know, would they be fair weather? Like, would they be so fair weather if they started losing that they would say, "How oh, this team," you know, and do the whole Chicago White Sox thing that you're talking oh, about? I don't on. know, but um. Certainly with Michigan and Notre Dame, they could do whatever they want, in my opinion. And they could they could get away with it. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is, oh God. Oh yeah. What is now okay, what is it Washington what is that? Wash it's Oregon Oregon and Washington, right? With the with the last two members of the Oregon wait, wait not them. I'm or, sorry. Wait, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, USC, correct? Right. I'm I'm sorry, not them. Uh I think it's Washington State. And is it Arizona State? I'm not sure who. What's the two that are left out that don't have a conference right now that is are it, in the Pac-12? Is it, two was teams. it Washington State and Oregon State? Or did Oregon State go to some high yeah, school? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. I don't so know. So I'm wondering, like, what are they? Are they just independent now? Like, where, where, who are, I'm just, I'm just curious. I didn't know if you heard that. Didn't one of them join the WAC or something? Like the Western Athletic? I think one of them downgraded a conference and joined the WAC or something out West. Am I dreaming that? Oregon State, Washington. State, Ohio Pod is saying Oregon State and Washington okay. State. So where do they go? What do they do? Why well, I, I don't know. Or is it the Pac two? <laughs> and they just it's in the Pac two. Rodney, they just play each other twelve weeks in a row and, and go home away, home away, <laughs> home away. Is anybody sick of this matchup yet? It's the Pac twelve championship. It's game. What? That would be hilarious. It's game like one thirteen. Season, like, you know what? How you know what? I, games will be against each other. I want game. I want game thirteen to be with six and six on the ledger. Each of them's won six. Oh my god, that, that's hilarious! And then they do the Oregon thing where they change their uniforms up a little bit just to give it some variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve in a row. Twelve in a row. Yeah, it's um, okay. The pack. Hey, okay, wait, you, wait. Man. That's all I got. For you. Hey, John, can I give you one thing before we go? That's a little okay, bit. Okay, wait. Pat, Pat saying this. Rodney. Pat saying the pack two yeah. have a deal with the Mountain West. I thought there was something they had going on with something okay. out west. Okay. But you know what, man? That's a killer. <laughs> but that's a killer because you're you're yeah. you're giving up being like 
at the highest level of sports and all, well, well, all well, your okay, money is okay. going to go down. But it's it's the money again. All your money is going to go down. You're, well, I, well, well, John, I will say this, though. While that's true, the money-wise, you're probably right. But in terms of the playoff, if they're better than all those teams and, and the sub-five or whatever they call those conferences, then there is a possibility they could be an automatic bid in the playoffs. So that is one area where, okay, all right, you're yeah. a good enough, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm just saying, like, at least it gives you, like, if you think that you're better than all those teams, you know, you still have that chance of being an automatic qualifier for one of those spots, I guess. But um, what I was going to say, John, real quick, and I'll let you go, you can move on. Um, as far as Freeman and his going into his third year, I was thinking about this, uh, and I'll make this real quick. Okay, so Brian Kelly, people are saying, well, you can't compare it because Kelly inherited a worse program than he did, and I kind of pushed back in a little bit, and, like, there was still a lot of talent there. It just was mis mismanaged you know and all that um so i think what we can agree to is by the time kelly got to his third season he got to a national title game right then we got our ass kicked or whatever but at that point the program was his okay clearly it was his program so let's start from that point 2013 notre dame was nine and four in freeman's first year we were nine and four and 2014 ernie was eight and five under kelly this year we're ten and three, and then the fi- and then the next year, 2015, our name was ten and three, and we're about to go into our third year. So if you want to really have the, if you want to look at the program where it is, I think you start with that in comparison to the other coach, right? In comparison to Kelly, and I gotta say, going into year three, I'm feeling much better about this program in 2024 than I did about Notre Dame going into 2015. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that makes sense. That's all I'll say about that. That that makes sense, my friend. Uh, Thank you for the call today, man. Always lively. I appreciate you. You got it, buddy. Take care. Have a good one. Man, I... uh, Dude, there's been... Am I getting bots today or whatever? There's been a couple weird chats that popped in here from screen names I've never seen... And I think Pat deleted one and I deleted one and they're inappropriate comments. I have no idea what's going on. Like stuff that can't fly here. I don't know what's going on. If they're bots, because it's not the normal people causing trouble. Jeez. Troy says, I graduated. Yeah, Jason, I don't know where they're coming from. I've seen a couple and I'm trying to delete them, but dang, some of them are brutal. Um. Troy says, I graduated in 88. Both me and ND peaked that year. Ain't that the truth, Troy? I mean, I don't know how the rest of your life turned out, but it would be pretty hard to keep going up from there. You got out right at the right time. Oh, man. Dr. John, I deserve that. I deserve that, Dr. John. It was just you threw out the history thing, and I had to get you a little bit. Blyberg, uh... I doubt it. I'd really doubt it. Trust me. Not creative enough to even try it. Try and troll me, I don't think. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, Dr. John, I deserve that. You could come at me. That's fair. But no, I would only do that because it's you. And I can only mess with the people I love uh, that much. (laughs) Oh, man. 419, you're on the line. 574 coming up. 419, what's going on today? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I got a couple of things, and I got a conspiracy theory Ooh, that I'm going to lay out for you. Juicy, but I'm gonna 
I'll start with uh, what could be the next uh, move as far as uh, realignment. Um, I was trying to figure out that Florida State lawsuit, and it's probably more complicated than I can understand. You probably need that Eric guy to run through it. Yeah. What's uh, what's the thesis? Mark, what's the thesis? Are they just trying to find a way to buy out of that and pay it off? Or what is the thesis from what you gather? Yeah, like they have it in writing, like that they're leaving by all means necessary. And they say it's for the survival of football and to compete at the highest level. And they've got... um, a bunch of stuff. They said this mess started in 2011 with the ESPN contract and something with sub licensing, which I don't know what the hell that is, but um, like a lot of the Florida state people are saying that's why they got in bed with Notre Dame two years later was because the media payouts weren't as good as what they were uh, supposed to be. Mm. So they were kind of doing like damage control and uh, they said uh, Florida State is saying that the ACC gave them like a fake ultimatum that they needed to commit till 2036 so that they could roll out that ACC network and it's like they're they're going for it so they're definitely out it's just Interesting. And then the the bigger question of that is, what is the ripple effect of that, right? Like, does that trigger other people to do it? Because then there's the foundational groundwork laid to be able to make that exit. Like, I just wonder, is that the start of something bigger? And if that all unravels in that conference, then that obviously impacts Notre Dame again. Here we are again. It all comes full circle if that all falls apart. So that's a piece of this that's tied to it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And then for my conspiracy theory with this Notre Dame and the big 10 deal. So we all know the NBC contract just got extended, but it's not disclosed. And uh, like online, they're saying it's like maybe around fifty million. Where the Big Ten eventually is going to get up to a hundred million per team, and that deal, Pete Bavakwa was in on that deal. Mm-hmm. My conspiracy theory is he's making shadow deals, Ooh. NBC deals, joining the Big Ten. The guy, he looks like Lex Luthor from Superman. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Notre Dame's spending money. Like, maybe they know eventually they're going to have more money. So, okay. Here's, like, people are writing. The ACC is going to implode sooner than we think and all that. let Let me go here. Wouldn't Bavakwa be irresponsible a little bit if he did not do some foundational groundwork to get ahead of whatever happens? This is major instability 
with the conference you're half in bed with, with the, the five game deal. I think Pete would be derelict of duty if he didn't investigate behind the scenes. If this all falls apart on us fast, what's our next move and what's it going to look like? It wouldn't surprise me at all, man. Right. If the, the, if here's the other thing I'm sick of big 10 people saying we don't need Notre Dame. We don't want Notre Dame anymore. That time's passed. You didn't get in. That's all BS. If, if Notre Dame wants in the big 10, that is happening. Okay. That I don't care if they have an odd number of teams or whatever. If Notre Dame wants in the Big Ten, that is happening. You know why? Money, prestige, power, all of those reasons. That's why. Yeah, and I think I think eventually the you know, like the Big Ten should make a East and West. I don't I don't see you know, not having the divisions, I don't see how that's going to be able to be maintained. You're going to go to a nine-game conference schedule, and the two best teams play in the conference championship game. I just, I'm not so crazy about that idea. Yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just, I have a little existential anxiety with all this, trying to figure out where Notre Dame fits in, Mark, and, and where we're going to be able to, thrive um i just think it's clear if notre dame does ever have to make a move the big Ten's going to be it um it so well, it, that, thought... that's it to me it's not even a question the it's they're not going to the sec the acc is falling apart it's the big 10 for a million reasons so that's how i see it yeah i saw uh this week cbs sports already has a bracket projection on uh CBS Sports website, and they've got us as a 10 seed playing at Michigan. No. <laughs> I don't know why how they think Michigan is a seven seed, but. What are you trying to give me an aneurysm on a random Wednesday morning? Back off. Number one is I'll be mad if we're a 10 seed because it means you lost more than one game. And number two, if we're playing them, I'm going to be mad all over again because they should be bad enough with this schedule and all the guys they lost that they're not in playoff position. So I have a problem with your entire scenario, Mark. Yeah, their top four is Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah. So I don't know about this whole Jesus. this whole bracket they've got. But. Man, I, oh boy, uh, this is just, it's going to be wild, man. Um, so I don't know. All, all I do know is I think it's very important for Notre Dame to make the first playoff, make some noise, have a presence, plant their flag, and try and let everybody know we're going to be around here every year, get used to it. There's a lot of spots available, minus one, because we're going to have one almost every year. That's what I need this to look like. Yeah, and I feel like usually when there when there's smoke, there's fire, and and everyone's kind of been talking about this Big Ten move now for some time. So I think if and when eventually it happens, it's not going to be as uh, catastrophic to some as uh, maybe before. It, I feel it, like a lot of people have up to listen. It'll be existentially catastrophic in a historical way. And then people would get over it and adjust and the games would be exciting and it'd be fine. That's what would happen. The Big Ten and SBC, like the way they're stacked, I mean, it's going to be so freaking difficult. 
And if I'm in their shoes, why are they going to want to play tough out-of-conference games going forward? I feel like that's going to hurt Notre Dame's chances. Yeah, it's going to be it. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, like the willing schedules are brutal. Yeah, that somebody else put that in the chat. When they redo all this and add in the West Coast teams into the Big Ten and do all this and do away with the divisions where you end up with four loss Northwestern being in a title game, which offends me till no end. Um, you're more likely to have multiple of these Big Ten teams that have like two to three losses than you are one. Like, I do think that's real because it's more of a round robin. You don't get away with playing a bad team in the title game anymore. I do expect some more losses to pile up there, especially for that like second tier and middle tier Big Ten teams. Those uh, those West Coast teams can beat some of those teams. They're not going to like that. Yeah. This is going to be crazy. It's just so much to consider. Yeah, it, I don't know, man. But, I, but I, I do feel confident in Notre Dame's leadership right now that they're supremely tied to the moment and the, and the reality. They understand the dynamics here. TV is the nut. That TV money is the number one thing here. And our AD is in, in all those meetings and tied to all that, like, completely. So that should give Notre Dame fans some confidence that, that we're paying attention to what's going on, monitoring the scene. Yeah, it's just very weird this day and age that that information hasn't come out. I guess uh, people were saying 50. You know, I mean, everything people, comes out. People were saying 50 from NBC, 17 from the ACC. But if the ACC caves in on itself, what happens to that 17? And then you go to the, the Big Ten and then you, eventually you're in the big house. So I don't know what to say about it, man. All right. That's all I got. All right. I, I had an idea, Mark. I might email it to you. It might be too immature for me to even try. So that's how I'll set it up, okay? All right. Send it over. Oh, boy. I'm. Oh, boy. All right. I'll, <laughs> geez. Here we go. Thanks, Mark. See you. All right. See you. Bye. Later. All right. 574, you're coming up. But I got to blow my nose, man. I'm dying. My head is like, I feel like, I feel like my body and my neck is a string and my head is the balloon just floating around, bro. Like, this weather's absurd. Oh boy. Jeez. Oh man, that's rough. Sorry about that. Yeah, people were saying Mark needs to wake up a little bit. That's you guys don't understand. It's it's a whole thing. Like I have a thing, Mark with glasses as a thing, and his thing is just being Mark. Just stable all the time. That's his thing. It fits perfect. You got to meet the guy to understand. I love it. Somebody wrote, by somebody, I mean Sally Seashells, Johnny going to the big house. Um, Five grand. Five grand. That's what it would cost. 
I'm not, there's no scenario where I'm going to the big house of free will for free. Never in a million years. It's not going to happen. I don't want to be there. They don't want me there. I don't care if it's the best Notre Dame team in the world and they're playing there for all the money. I'm not going unless you pay me. If you pay me, then I could get into my mind. This is for work. You just got to do what you got to do. Five grand is like where I'm starting at to get me interested to step foot in that mullet militia nightmare place. Just, I, that's about it. Five grand, I'll consider it. I'll consider it, okay? Um, but I literally, I mean it. If you handed me free Notre Dame Michigan tickets on the 50-yard line at the big house, are you out of your mind? No, I will not even consider it unless I'm being paid handsomely. Not doing it. Why go somewhere I hate being there? I hate everybody else in there. And I know they all hate me. Why would I want to do that? It makes no sense. <laughs> Five, seven, four, seven, seven, three. Coming up after. Five, seven, four. What's going on? Thanks for holding, man. I do appreciate you. For sure, man. What's up, Johnny Boy? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, we're we're just kind of talking some theoretical football here, man. Uh, I I don't know what's gonna happen with Notre Dame. It's wild, uh, and we're gonna wait and see. What do you think about all this noise? I mean, why why are we the only team getting talked about right now in in February of all months? February, they're, they're talking about only Notre Dame, like. And have you talked about Stephen A yet? Oh, I did a whole episode on <laughs> Steve. I did a whole episode on Stephen A, and I put the yeah, cup. Yeah, the, I watched that one. And I the, that. yeah, the thumbnails is those guys as clowns. Uh, Stephen A, stick clowns. to basketball. Stick to yelling about LeBron. All right, man. <clears throat> For real, man. Like, I don't know why they're even talking about this in the first place. Like this, this new format doesn't even like it doesn't even affect us. Like how these people are making it out to seem like. Yeah. Five seed is the highest seed. Sorry. That's, that's, that's the whole point of dude, it. Dude, that's the thing. We're giving the we, ex this. we accepted that. Why are they acting like we're revolting and complaining? We've accepted that that's the Notre Dame tax for like a year. That's been over. That's water under the bridge. Why are they acting like that just happened? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either, man. But hey, we're, we're relevant. They, we don't we don't matter. We're not we're not winning nothing in thirty years. It's just the same shit over and over and over again. Like yeah. it's just it's getting old. Yeah. We they, just gotta show them on the field. Like, that's like it. Said. We gotta show them on the field. You got it. You got it, man. That's it. All the frustration. Me losing my mind on on Twitter, taking all these shots, everybody ripping us. There's only one way to end all this. Is Notre Dame relevant or irrelevant? Has it been relevant since John was four? Whatever. There's only one way to change it all. Get in the new playoff and make some noise to the point where people are forced to show you respect whether they want it or not. Hey, man, we got to go win the championship. That's, that's it. We got to go win it. That's the only time that we're going to get respect. They're just going to keep hating. Until we go win a championship, that you gonna keep on hating. Notre Dame can't win the big games. All this same same shit. You know, you already know. Yeah, I you've know. lived it longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I've 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 lived a lot of those those miseries a lot longer. Uh, and we're in a lot better place now than when I was going through it at twenty years old or whatever. That's the other thing, man. I'm getting to be old. I'm I'm pushing forty. 
man, when I was 20, this was in such a worse place. Like it was really not even close to real world stuff, man. It, it, so it is, it's, it's great. So let me ask you this. How would you react if Notre Dame came out in a few years and said, Hey man, uh, too much money to turn down pretty much a rivalry game almost every week that people would like. We're going to the big 10. Would you like lose your mind? Would you feel like you're losing your Notre Dame DNA or would you roll with and go, this is the modern reality. Let's cook. I think a little bit of both, honestly, I, I like the independence feel. I, I, I think it's, it makes Notre Dame, Notre Dame. We're the only team doing it. Like you, like us, we're the only team doing it. Like Notre Dame, nobody can do it. And be independent, get as much money as us, and also have every game televised nationally. Nobody is doing it like us. Yeah. But I would I would have to roll with it, obviously. I, I would um get used to it. But yeah, man, those games would be crazy. Every week is gonna be a tough game in the Big Ten. Oh man, if if Notre Dame jumped into the Big Ten, I, there's only like two games I'm not interested in. I have an interest angle in Notre Dame playing almost all of those teams. It would be really, really fun. It'd be very competitive. It'd be good Midwestern football for a lot. Like I love, I would. It would be good as far as that goes. It's just Notre Dame. It's a part of our identity. It's a part of the pride that the Big Ten didn't want us, so we figured out a way to do it on our own, and that created us a national oh, yeah. brand and I don't want to give it up. I just don't want to give it up. It's a part of who we are, man. Frankly, it's who we are. It makes us us. It makes us us. Exactly. But yeah. no way the blue and gold games on 420. No way. Uh, I hate to That's tell lit. you, it literally is on 420, man. So you can, you can, uh, it's just the funniest thing ever, man. It's like, whoa, 420. We got to go watch Notre Dame blaze one up. <laughs> Real. People are gonna maybe people have like uh maybe they'll have special brownies at their tailgate or something, and halfway through the blue and gold game, they'll kick in. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be wild. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, have you ever uh watched that video of Chip Kelly when he's like talking about every team should be independent and, and everybody should play everybody? Have you ever seen that? Well, well there was oh, a yeah, video yeah, where yeah. Like talking about- were they? Are you talking about where I they were thought- like maybe Notre Dame has the right idea and all this? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. I feel like, I mean, that's a good idea. Why, why can't everybody be independent? But I, yeah, I get it. I get why, but I mean, come be independent, man. You talk shit about Notre Dame being independent, but you cannot do this. Yeah, exactly. You would, you would suffer over here. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. This is going to be really, really interesting. Um, I I think Babakwa is the pulse of the modern realities. Oh, yeah. But I tell you this, that guy's going to have some big decisions fall in his lap. I mean, being the AD at Notre Dame is a big job. He is going to be confronted with some big, big, long-lasting decisions on behalf of Notre Dame soon, and he's got to choose wisely. I think he will, based off. Well, what, what, who, who's the AD that's making these choices on, uh, like, Mike Denbrock and and all these other guys? Is it still Jack doing these decisions, or a, is he done now? Fully? It's a really good question because it seems to me both of those deals, getting Denbrock in the extension on Al, 
were both during the yeah. overlap time where Bavakwa was getting ramped up and Jack was winding down. And I don't know whether these are Jack's parting retirement gifts for us on the way out or or if it's a look at what the future is going to be like with Pete. Beginning, I, hope yeah. it, I hope it's what the future is going to be with Pete because he's going to be <laughs> here from now on. Right. Rather than Jack throwing us a bone on the way out, I hope the new guy saying, uh, we're Notre Dame, we're going to spend big money to compete. This is what we're going to do from now on. I hope that's it. Me too, man. I honestly thought that it was just like Jack just giving us this because of last year, what he did, and not getting Marcus his guy. So we had to get Jared, and you see how that, you see how that went. I thought it was just like, oh, I, I messed up last year. Let me, since I'm going out this year, let me let me really go out with a bang. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. But it, it could be both. Yeah, you know? I, I hope it's a little of both or uh, Pete asserting some dominance here or getting the checkbooks loosened up somehow. I'm here for it either way, man. Hey, thanks for giving me a call. Swing by the blue and gold game, man. I see that 574. You, you look for the flag right in front of the uh, Frank entrance. That's where we'll be. Find us. All right, man. I'm sparking up too. Do what you gotta do, brother. It's 420. I'm not I'm not your mom telling you what to do. Whatever, man. I right, appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good day. Yep, have a good one. Oh man. I'm never not gonna I'm telling you the regulators thing, that it still bangs. Regulators still bangs. And the irony in it all is. All of that song and how much it bangs comes back to Michael McDonald backfilling Tom Johnson's spot in the Doobie Brothers when he partied too hard and got a bleeding ulcer. And the band was going to shut down right when they were flying high. And then Michael McDonald comes over from Steely Dan. And then, and but it totally, it kept the Doobie Brothers alive, but it totally changed everything about the Doobie Brothers sound. And then he got up there with his beard. I keep forget we're not in love anymore. And and then and then you fast forward 30 years and here we are with regulators and it's still a banging joint. It's still a banger. Still a banger. Although I much prefer the Doobie Brothers, the Tommy Johnson, a hard rocking era than the weird 80s synth uh, keyboard stuff Michael McDonald did. Woof. Uh, 773, you're talking to me. What's going on? Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Chad? I'm doing very well. Uh, just kind of, we're just kind of testing the waters here of, of these scenarios and what could happen with the Notre Dame and the Big Ten. What could happen with the playoff? What happens if the ACC folds? There's just a lot of movement here, uh, more than we're used to. And it's a little anxiety provoking to figure out where we fit in. What do you make of it? All right, here's what I got. I played college ball. I have three brothers that played college ball. One of my brothers was close to Jeff Arm. He was in the 86 class, which had 10 guys that went to Notre Dame from Chicago, six out of St. Lawrence alone. And what he's hearing through the guys that he played college ball with is Notre Dame will be on a sliding scale according to the teams that they play. They're not going to get 50 million. Remember, they only get paid for six fun games. Why would you pay Notre Dame? Or sorry, I got a cold. Why would you pay Notre Dame the same amount as the Big Ten when you're only getting six home games? That's all. Yeah. So they're not going to come up with 50 million and say, here, you're only 20 million behind the Big Ten. 
when they get all their days, NBC gets all their games. NBC only gets six weeks, and you think they're going to be 10 or 20 million behind uh, with the Big Ten or SEC's getting? That's crazy. Then 17 million from the ACC, the Big Ten payout was three, three and a half or four million to each team. Where does the ACC get 17 million to hand out to each team and their promise? Well, wait, those those Big Ten teams definitely make more than that, right? For the payout, there's no... no. How can that Look at be? the viewership. Just go back and look at the viewership. Look, that's all they go by is viewership. The Big Ten has the best viewership for their better than the SEC even, probably because of the basketball. So yeah. they get a lot more viewers to their network. But yeah, their payouts to each team, like $4 million. Interesting. You know, there's no twenty. How, 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 so you're saying the ACC is paying out $17 million? So that means the Big Ten would be paying out $25 million to each team just from the network? Look at the network ratings. Look when Ohio State, look when a Big Ten game, Indiana, even Indiana versus Ohio State, look at the Big Ten network, look at the viewership on there. It's like $1.9 million. Yeah. It drops to nothing. You know, because it's just local. Yeah. So I mean, there's this 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 stuff for all oh, the the conferences pay this, the conferences pay that. Those those networks they they don't even scratch the surface of what NBC is going to pay. But the thing with part of the reason why Babak was here is. Uh oh. Uh oh. What happened? Where'd he go? He said he had a cold. I didn't I didn't think it was that dire. I promise you, I did not hang up on that guy. His phone totally cut out. Somebody put in that that's Tim's brother. I love that. God, I love Tim too. Call 911. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he gone. Philly, Philly special. Phil, I'm excited to see you and your family, man. I really am. I love you guys. Every time I see Phil, every time I see Phil, him and his whole family are all smiles. They're all pleasant. They all bring, like, whenever we're having an event, they bring stuff to add in for the group. Like, these are the type of people you want in your circle. And also, I'm going to give Phil credit for this. I saw tweets over the years where Phil will post pictures of him and his daughter having like a da daddy-daughter date day, going for a walk, going out to eat, going to ice skating, doing all this different cool stuff. Phil, I love that. I love it, Phil. As a guy who has a, a three-year-old daughter, I really love that. And I feel like society would be in a lot better shape if more people prioritize family the way uh, you guys do. And um, so I just wanted to say that. I don't know why. I'm just, I saw Phil's name and it made me think of that. And uh, I'll, frankly, John's man crushes Freeman and Phil. And Frank Leahy, number one. Frank Leahy's my spirit animal. I love Frank. I love Frank. Um, Frank was so obsessed. I've said this a million times. Frank was so obsessed with Notre Dame being elite that, that it literally killed him early. The prospect of losing games and not being able to handle that literally put Frank in the ground early. I, I respect, I absolutely respect it.
nothing but perfection was good enough for Frank. And it, and I'll be damned if he didn't almost have it for a bunch of years. Handful of Eisman's. No, yeah, those numbers couldn't be right. I thought so too. It was a little hard to hear them, but I thought those numbers aren't something. There's no way those teams are getting like four or five million. No, 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 no. That can't be. Can't be. Um, it, there's just no way. Uh, look at this, Jose, $5. John, I'm in the Philippines now. I cried after we lost in the big house in 19. A cop pulled me over and he felt bad for me and let me go. Um, thank you for the $5. I got to tell you, those, that was one of the worst nights I've had in a long time. Ohio State obviously was last year. Miami 17, Big House 19. Those are like the ones that are up there for me where I was on the edge um, of stroke, of like rage. It, it was bad. Dangerous, dangerous. Not good for my health, physical health. Not good for my mental health. Bama, Charlie, you are right. And I will say this until I'm no longer br breathing. When you look at the trouble America's having, all these different problems we have here and with this and people doing that and acting up and doing this or whatever, whatever societal problems you have, the way kids act at school, lack of respect, uh, brazen just stealing stuff and walking out of a store for no reason, all these little issues, it all starts at home. It all starts at home. All of it. It all starts at home. For some reason, I think there's a lot of parents that shouldn't be parents because they don't know how to act and then they let their kids not know how to act. Um, it all starts at home. The disrespect, the, the not respecting authority, not being considerate of other people, the, um, the way these kids like fight in school instead of learn and instead of breaking it up and that's sickening them, they record it and scream world star and post it while somebody's getting their head crushed in. It's all garbage. And it's because people do not know how to act. And it comes from home. It does. It starts at home. Um, it all, all of that does. Um, it racism, like all these different, it all starts at home. People do not know how to act and people that should not have kids are having too many kids. And it's the wild west. It's, it's just wrong. It's wrong. You need some family values and you don't have enough. That's just, that's the way I see it. When I look at all those different societal issues, it's like, yeah, there's different things you need to consider to fix each one. If we all started back at home with people learning manners and respect and how to act and how to treat other people and how to act in public and how to say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am and learn that stealing's wrong. And even if you're poor, it's still wrong. Anyways, sorry. The other issue is I'm saying too many people are having kids that shouldn't. And they're the dumb and the poor ones. The smart people that have money that are paying off loans and actually plan this stuff out are having less kids because they're calculating all this and furthering their education and doing all that stuff and paying off their student loans. And then before you know it, you're a little older and then you tend to have less kids. Do you see how this works? But when you're dumb and doing nothing and sitting at home, you reproduce. It's just wrong. Family values, man. You can rip it all you want, but you need more of it. Fatherlessness in the home.
that goes across races. Get some more male leadership. You need it. This this country needs it. Not toxic masculinity. How about regular masculinity? Being a man of your family. Is that toxic? Whatever. What do I know? All right, let's bring this baby back. Let's bring this baby back. Here's how I'm going to do this. Here's what I'm going to do. Notre Dame, boy, this hurts. This really hurts. Notre Dame to the Big Ten would be an easy move for Notre Dame. Notre Dame to the Big Ten would be the easiest move for Notre Dame. Like, it would just be like flipping a switch and it would all work because of all the relationships and everything else there. Okay. And I would hate giving up independence. It would feel like we lost an existential war to the Big Ten or to the powers that be. And it would feel like we were losing a a piece of ourselves with independence going away. I would, it would hurt me. And it would literally, I would have like a funeral for independence where it would feel like a part of you died. But if the cost of staying independent is not being able to truly compete for titles anymore, That's where you run up against a wall and really tough choices have to be made. Do you follow me? I value the independence. I love the independence. It's who we are. It's a part of us existentially. I value it. It, It's a sense of pride. But if the cost of staying independent sometimes down the road means that you're not able to truly compete anymore, that's where really tough choices that are awkward are going to have to be made. Here's the thing. And I hate saying this, but I got to be fair. Here's the thing. For the Big Ten to be option number two for Notre Dame and Notre Dame fans, if I'm assuming most people want independence, as I do, if it's viable for a championship still. I don't want independence no matter what. I don't want independence no matter what, if it means we can't compete anymore. But up until that point, I do. Up until that point, I do. Here's the thing. For this to be option number two, it's an unbelievably good deal for Notre Dame. Follow me here. I hate saying this too, but I got to do it. If you're like sad that we end down the road and we have to give up independence and we're sad about it or whatever... You're doing it to go to a wonderful situation. A wonderful situation. For that to be like the loser option we have to pick, it's an awesome option. It's an awesome option. Follow me here. If Notre Dame felt the need to do this, number one, you're hopping into one of the two Yeah, exactly. Me and Pat disagree all the time. We can't even watch Notre Dame games together because we get mad at each other, even though we want the same result. It's just never worked smoothly with him and I watching games together. (laughs) Number one, you would be jumping into one of the two mega powers that are 
set and stable and are going to be on the cutting edge of whatever happens. They're not going to get left behind. Their money's going to be right, whatever. You're joining one of those. There's comfort in that. Number two, more guaranteed money. That is what it is. Number three, no playoff tax. You have the same road as everybody else. Number four, good academic fit, especially compared to the SEC, which is the other conference mentioned because the ACC is crumbling and they're not really a consideration. Number five, really good fits for all the other sports. Nobody can complain about Big Ten anything, so that, that would be good for all the other sports. And number six, excuse me, still struggling to breathe. Number six, you keep USC on that schedule as a Big Ten team, which is the number one scheduling priority for Notre Dame and Notre Dame fans. You would have them there, and you would add a lot of other really good games forever. Literally, Ohio podcast. I'm a little impressed. You quickly nailed. I said there's only two games Notre Dame could have in the Big Ten that I would not be interested in at all. Rutgers and Maryland. Literally, Every other game Notre Dame would have with the Big Ten team, I would find a reason to really have intrigue with other than Rutgers and Maryland are the only ones that I can't think of a reason I'd be interested to watch Notre Dame play them. Everyone else, I could find an angle. Everyone else, I could find an angle, including the West Coast teams that are joining. So if this happened, and again, I am, yes, Minnesota. You know why? I figured somebody would ask this. You want to know why I'm interested in playing Minnesota? Because I really dislike P.J. Fleck. And my angle would be wanting to see Notre Dame beat P.J. Fleck because I think that guy's a snake behind the scenes. And I think he treats people bad behind the scenes. And I'd want Notre Dame to shut that idiot up. There's my Minnesota angle. Um. So maybe that would change if they get another coach or whatever. But for now, that's my angle is my vitriol for PJ Fleck in Minnesota. Um, And so if this happened, again, I'm indie on this as long as it's viable. People would complain and you would have some Notre Dame people. I'm not watching anymore. This is not my Notre Dame or whatever. And then people would quickly get over it. Because every single week would be Notre Dame in a game you want to watch. And then people would get over it. That's what would happen. People would get over it. Complain for a while and get over it. And the best way to make people get over it is to have a schedule with really intriguing games almost every week. That's what it would be if Notre Dame joined. That's exactly what it'd be. So... It's not my first choice, but you got to make sure you're competitive. And as for the ACC, I don't know what to tell you. I have no loyalty to the ACC. Jump off the Titanic before you become Jack DiCaprio or whatever his name is. Sink into the bottom of the ocean because that girl wouldn't share a floating door. <sighs> Rough road. Rough road. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's going to be it. That's going to be it for the show. Jack DiCaprio. I combined his, his movie in the name with his last name in real life. You knew what I meant. Give me a break. Give me a break.
All right. That's going to be it. We shot all over here. I'll have something else for you tonight. I'll have a really interesting video you'll want to see for tomorrow. Jack DiCaprio. What's his name? Uh, what's Jack's name? Uh, Dawson. Jack Dawson and then Leo DiCaprio. They're one and the same. All I can picture is the, the, ooh, he going down to the Atlantic. There he goes. De Leo DiCaprio is the only guy... Leo DiCaprio is the only guy that could sink to the bottom of the Atlantic and there'd be 50, 20 year olds waiting for him at the bottom. Literally like this dude, it all works for the guy. He's the only guy in the world that could drown and he goes down there and there's, there's 20, 20 year old girls waiting for him at the bottom of the Atlantic. Everything turns out good for that guy. <laughs> oh man. All right. I need to get off here before. I need to get off here before I get in trouble. Ohio podcast. Why don't you guys have me on and I'll talk about Notre Dame's relationship with all this and all the things to consider. That's something your people would be interested in. And it's something that, I, that I'd like to do. Hit me up. Thanks everybody for the donates, for the chats. Here we go. One more. $5 on the way out. Prime time. Thanks prime for those phone lines. I'll call in one day. I appreciate it. All adds up. Keeps the show going. Thank you, guys. Have a good day now.